Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike. I got my limey Matt with me. And today, I want to give a quick shout out to our listeners. Thank you for listening. We're getting ready to start a new season. Uh, if there's anything from camp that you did not get caught up on, check out our previous podcast. Or let us know if there's something that you're looking for. Anyways, Matt, um, it's been a pretty short off season. Uh, I think that there is just kind of a ton going on this year. Did you have a quick off season, or do you think that it was kind of kind of regular? Yeah, I think it uh, it went by pretty quick too. There was a lot of interesting moves this summer, you know, with the the whole Flames ordeal and you know all like uh, the Debrinkat trade and all the all the the different shakeups in the league. I thought it was it kind of went pretty fast if you think about it. Max Domi and Andres Anathasio need to find a way to get some chemistry with Kane, man. I want to start this podcast off with probably the what's going to be the top line for the Blackhawks going into the regular season. Um, and to be honest with you, they've only played a few games together. And I think a lot of people, when they start playing with Patrick Kane, they think that whatever you do, just get this guy the puck, you know, and when it's actually kind of the opposite where Kaner kind of tells you, you know, I'm going to be drawing a lot of attention and a lot of people are going to be coming to me. So that's going to give you an opportunity to kind of get open. Whatever you do, just get open and keep your stick on the ice. Like, um, like, oh, what's his name said? Um, Dylan Strom. He said that, you know, Kaner says, just put your, your, your stick on the ice. And he's like, he will get it to you. And you won't even, you won't even believe it, how, how he does it. Uh, do you think that, with uh, Anathasio's speed and, and Max Domi's tendency to take shots, do you think that this is going to be a good line, or do you think that maybe they should split one of these guys up off this line? Two, three. Yeah, I think, like Patrick Sharp said, uh, don't overthink playing with Patrick Kane. Get him the puck or let him get you the puck. Don't make the extra pass. Keep it simple. I think the last preseason game, they were trying to be real fancy, like, oh, Patrick Kane's here. I want to try to make a pretty play, but you don't have to do that. Kane's going to, you know, take guys away from you and give you more space. So these guys got to shoot the puck more than they have to pass it. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, honestly, man, it's it's probably one of those things where it's like, who am I, you know? <laughs> yeah. Who am I to be taking the shot? And I think Dabrinkit got over that pretty quickly. You know, I think maybe him and Kaner came together and they were like, hey, you know what? This is what's going to happen. You get the opportunity, just fire it, you know? Yeah, and, exactly. Um, and that worked. It's really, I, I, I don't know, man. Wouldn't it kind of be hard to be like, okay, I'm, just, I'm a shooter, you know? I'm a shooter now, so I'm just going to shoot the puck, even though, Kaner can put up 40 goals a year, you know? Yeah, I mean, Kaner is going to draw a lot of defensive guys away from Domi. And Max Domi plays tough. People aren't going to want to get, you know, they're not going to want to deal with him because he's gritty. He'll hit you. Yeah. And he's going to make his own space. So uh, I know I know I'm not really good with this guy's name. I've, I've heard his pronunciation be Anthony Nancyu. I can't even say it. God bless you. but. He's, dude, I'm really impressed with this dude's speed. He is a speedster, and I, I like this line. You got the elite talent of Kane, you got Max Domi, the grit, and you got this kid, the speed. And it's like what you need for, like, an ingredients for a perfect line. So hopefully they can get on the scoreboard because uh, I think we've been 
goose egg the last two games, but I I think if they they need to develop chemistry, so leave them together. Don't really panic like our old previous coaches would do. You know, they would change it up and not really give guys a chance to develop the chemistry together. You just have to keep doing it until it works. And, you know, over time, there's only so much like, hey, we're not putting up any numbers. It's not, it's just not working. Then switch it, but give them a chance. I think Max Domi's going to be really good with Kane. I really do. Yeah, that's a really good take. You know, Anthony, see you. And I, I, I think that I'm saying it right. Um, he, I hope he's not like, you know, Victor Stalberg, who's, who's, who's all wheels, you know, and, and no skill. (laughs) I mean, I've seen him play before and he's, he's, he's pretty talented, but, um, I I just hope it's not like a, like a case of Victor Stalberg. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. He was very, (laughs) he was good, man. He was a speedster, but he he had trouble finishing. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So Kevin Korchinski continues to play well in, in the, you know, during camp. And he seems like a player beyond his years. Do you think that he makes the Hawks team at any time this season? Well, this is tough because I've always, lately I've been preaching patience with You might you might have to think like you get nine games in the NHL, you're either gonna keep him or you're gonna send him back. I kinda like to see how he would perform against these other pros because right now he doesn't look like a rookie at all. He looks like a very confident veteran ready to take the reins. You know, he's he's taking chances, he's pinching, he's making really good outlet passes to forwards. And I'm really impressed with his skating ability. It's it's I, I mean, I really didn't know what to expect with this kid. But I'm very, very impressed with this kid, and the future looks bright for a uh, defensive uh, core. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, he might be a sure lock for next season, considering what he has done this, you know, during this uh, during this camp. Pretty impressed. He, he could have a year in juniors to kind of just, uh, you know, maybe get his game together a little bit more, maybe add a couple pounds uh, to his frame. But he might be ready for next season. Uh, another guy that was sent to his junior team was. Um, you know, correct me if I'm saying this wrong, Samuel Savoy. Um, he's someone yeah, that I know that yeah. you really like, and he was assigned that to his kid, junior yeah. team. Do you think that this kid, um, you know, has has a future with the team? Yeah. I think that he is the type of players that, like, Chicago fans would love. He, I don't know if you saw any of his clips, he was throwing his body around and he was just finishing checks. He's fast, laying guys out. I loved it. Uh, I think, you know, he he was just picked up this year, I think. A third rounder, I want to say. It, it, he, I think he got sent down to the queue. So he's, you know, he's got some skill. I haven't really seen his numbers yet. But yeah, I think in a couple seasons, maybe this kid will come up like uh, kind of like an Andrew Shaw type of player energy guy. And uh, maybe one one day he'll be in the top six, but I think uh, probably play a year of juniors. Maybe next year compete for Rockford, and you know maybe uh, they'll they'll see something and call him up and uh, kind of be like an Andrew Shaw type of thing. Yeah, he got his opportunity, man, and and that was it. He didn't let it go, and yeah. he stayed up. He stayed up, you know, um, since then, and you know a lot of credit to him. So on the injury front. 
Boris Kachuk has an injury that will leave him out four to six weeks. It's an ankle injury. And it just seems that it just opens up the door more for Lucas Reichel to make the opening day roster. Do you think that there's any way Reichel is not on that opening night roster? Oh, man, I really don't know what the plan is. I personally would love to see Reichel because... If anything, this this is the only thing I'm I would be looking forward to this season is watching Reichel develop. Like you, usually, when you you get an elite prospect that comes up, you're kind of rooting for him to get that rookie of the year and you know put up some points right. and give you hope for the future. But uh, I don't know what Davidson's plan is going to be with this kid if they want him to develop again another year. But I could tell. Reichel, I'm kind of jumping to our next subject here. I when Reichel, he I th- he was kind of cherry picking a little bit, and Korczynski gave him a beautiful outlet pass from the defensive zone. And these two, uh, it just reminded me of like early Duncan Keith hitting Kaner on the break on the blue line for yeah. a breakaway. And it's just like a oh man, it's like a ray of like light, like oh there's hope, you know, at the end of the tunnel for us, you know, and um. I think Reichel's hungry for it. I think he wants to be up here. I think he, personally, I think he's too good for the AHL right now, but there's there's really not many much expe- expectations here. So, I mean, it, it can't hurt if he's up here. It's going to just, he's going to learn the grind of an 82 season as a pro. He's going to have Kaner with him. He'll have Taves with him, hopefully, for the whole season. But uh, with Kachuk out, I think, yeah, Reich, why not bring Reichel up now? I think he's ready to go. You know, he put up very good numbers with Rockford last year. And now just give him a supporting cast and, you know, give him some good line mates. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, I agree with you, you know, 100%. You know, kind of back to the blue line, man, because I think that's, you know, kind of where they're looking to build this team. And then they're going to fill in some of these other spots later on. But it looks like they're trying to get a strong defense. You got Alec Regula, Alex Vlasic, and Isaac Phillips, and they're all competing for a spot. Um, possibly two spots on the defense, but Caleb Jones injured his shoulder, so all three of these guys might make the squad. Uh, Vlasic uh, looked really good the last time that I saw him play, and Isaac Phillips didn't look bad you know, last year when I watched him play with the Hawks. I think he played I think it was between 12 to 15 games with the Hawks, man. And he didn't look uh, he didn't look out of place. He looked pretty good. Regula was was still developing. But, you know, e- even him, man, these are three big bodies that uh, that can skate and can play. What do you think about these three? Well, I, I was watching the game uh, yesterday with uh, my boys, actually, and they go, Dad, who is that monster out there? I said, that's Alex Vlasic. This dude is a just a freaking tower out there, and uh, his reach. I I noticed like guys weren't really you know taking any chances getting around him because he's got like a Chara like like figure. To yeah, me. he does, and it's just like wow, man. Where was this guy a couple years ago to match up Chara? You know, that would have been awesome. Like the battle of the freaking towers over here. But yeah, I think <laughs> all three of these guys have a shot. I personally don't know why we kept Connor Murphy. I've never really been a big Connor Murphy fan. I th- I mean he's I think he's making what 4 million, 5 million a year. I I'd like to see these younger guys you know that that been in Rockford for a while, you know, get a get a solid chance to 
you know, get a solid chance of 82 games and just to see what they got, you know, I mean, there's like the expectations aren't high. So, but, uh, you know, I, I just don't, I don't get like, I, I guess we have to stay over the salary cap, uh, basement and maybe they're keeping them for that reason. But I definitely think Vlasic will be on the team. And in the future, I could see Vlasic and Korchinski maybe even being like the next Keith Seabrook type of thing. Absolutely. You know, actually, I think I mentioned this in a podcast or two ago after the first um, after the first camp game. Actually, I'm sorry. It was in the prospect showcase. They played Vlasic with Korchinski heavily. And apparently they they're eyeing these two to play with each other in the future. Because uh, obviously Korchinski and his he's got a great skating ability, and and and, and to Vlasic's credit too, for considering his size, he's got a great skill, skating ability as well. But I think that he's more dangerous in the defensive zone because of his reach, and um, if he can if he can pull a, a slap shot together, man, I, I bet he could really bring it, uh, bring, put some shots on net for, with that big. I think what is he like six seven or six eight? It it looks like he's seven ten out yeah. there. It's just he's just a monster. But I mean, they we're it's good. It's weird because we're gonna be always comparing these young kids to like the dynasty day players. It's like Korczynski's gonna be like our Duncan Keith, you know, and Reichel could be like our Taves and that kid. Uh, what's his name? Frankie. V- that kid we just drafted, Volantro or whatever Frank his Nazar. name is. Nazar. Nazar. Wow, I'm way off. <laughs> but he, you know, he could be like your character guy, like your your Patrick Sharp type of guy, and it's like it's it's, it's going to be like this for for me. It is at least, and the only thing I I don't like with you know our our system is our goaltending. Man, I just yeah. don't I don't see anything for us. Like I mean that Drew Camisso guy that people keep talking about. But I mean it, it's a different game, man. When you're in college. That not many college goalies, you know, take a jump to the NHL and they're successful. Right. So, I mean, you got to, it's, you got, I think they got to do a better job drafting some goaltenders. Do you think it's the schedule? Like it just doesn't, it doesn't translate from college to, to the, to the pros for, for goalies? Well, yeah. Like if I, I listened to a Tony Amani podcast and he was actually saying, well, college guys are playing on the weekends. You know, they're playing Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. And then, you know, they'll have one game during the week. But then you go into the pros, it's, it's like almost, you think about it, it almost could be every other day. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a big difference. And a lot of goalies, you know, they're in the system for a while and they don't get their chance unless they're really good. So, you know, like Corey Crawford, he came up late. You know, he was like 25, 26 years old when he got his shot. And he's a good goalie, but by the time, like, you know, he's in his prime and it, it seems like it just goes by fast. Yeah. So, you, I mean, there's that Carter Hart that comes to mind from Philly. and This guy's supposed to be the next Carey Price and it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. It, it's probably just the Hawks too, don't have anybody. It's probably too big of, you know, they, they shouldn't be telling guys stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? No, no. That's the worst thing you can do is overhype of a hype of kid and he fails. Like kind of like, well, the Hawks media and the Hawks brass did to Kirby Doc. They're like, oh, this yeah. kid's going to be. And no, you don't know that yet. It's it, it, he's just he's a, an elite junior player, but elite junior player in the NHL could be, you know, a bottom six NHL guy. Yeah. Sometimes that's just how it goes. But I, I'd like to see the you know what I was really hoping for, man. 
I was really hoping the Hawks with their cap space would go after the Spencer Knight kid from oh yeah Florida. I was actually just going to bring him up. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a guy like you'd want to draft. Like Florida, I mean Dale Talon, that's another Dale Talon pickup. He saw an elite goalie, potential elite goalie starter, and he already has a 10 million dollar goalie. I know he's not on the, he's not in the organization anymore, but he's thinking about the future and I don't think Bowman really thought about the goaltending too much and it's 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 gonna start hurting us man we're gonna go through a lot of goalies in the next couple seasons i think do you um you know i wanted to bring up you know arvid soderblom has i thought he showed a little promise last year looks like he's going to be starting in rockford do you think that he should be backing up Mrazic this year to kind of get that experience kind of see where he's at uh i don't think so. I think I would rather have him in Rockford getting close to 60 starts, maybe. Yeah. And, you know, occasional call-ups like they did with Reichel last year. Like, you know, sure. give him a chance. Don't call him up against the Colorado Avalanche. Right. You want to call him up against, you know, like a like a Phoenix Coyotes. Uh, or Nashville. You know, a bottom, a bottom team, you know. Yeah. Uh, he, I like that kid. He's, he's big. Um, I just... You don't know too much about him yet. Yeah, I think he's going to develop a little bit. I think that Alex Stalock will be the backup, and Morazic right. will be the starter. Uh, I'm not a fan of either a goal, but I know what they're they're doing. They're they're just <laughs> they're uh, not saying they're tanking, but they could be, you know, trying to get that first round pick because that Connor Bedard kid is the real deal, and he's a franchise, you know franchise guy that generational talent they're saying like a Connor McDavid and he can really speed things up over here I think you know um the funny that you mentioned that there's somebody I wanted to bring up that um kind of just looking to see who kind of who's out there um you know who if the Blackhawks don't get Connor Bedard you know who could they pick up and there's this kid Jaeger that I heard is really really good um I'm trying to remember his name um, his, I heard his, like four players that are really franchise type of players, which is a great sign, you know, because the last couple drafts have been kind of brutal. Let me look him up really quick. Hold on. Bigger prospect. I just, I just thought <clears throat> Braden Jaeger. If that doesn't sound like a Jaeger. a hockey star, <laughs> you know. Brady I don't know Yeager. what, what yeah. one does. That's but, a damn good name. But they said that this kid, you know, he's kind of um, sitting at like the seventh to fifth pick that that they're looking at hmm. um, in the, you know, as of right now in the rankings, obviously Connor Bedard is number one, but they said that this kid would be a great pickup uh, for the Blackhawks if they, if they can't swing Connor Bedard. So actually what they're saying is, is that, between like the first like five picks, it's a win if you're one of those teams. <laughs> That's huge. And, yeah, and, and you know what? It's most like most likely it will be will be a bottom five, top five picks. You know, right? Which is a good thing. If of course you want Connor Bedard, but you know you never you never know. It's just luck. It's luck. It's not if you finish last year guaranteed. This kid, it doesn't work like that anymore. Right. But um, I, I I get it. They don't want teams to just you know, sign barely guys and get that first pick like the Oilers used to do like all the damn time. But yeah, 
That was brutal. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand it. I, I I hope we get a guy like Connor Bedard to really turn your franchise around. And I'm not saying it. I'm. I don't believe in the term speeding up the rebuild. I think it takes more than one player. Obviously, it took. You know, in 2000, when we drafted Kane and Taves, it, it wasn't just Kane and Taves. It was. Seabrook, oh, it was Keith, it was Jarmelson, it was Sharp, it, it was a bunch of, it, it just wasn't those guys. I mean, sure, they were, and they, you know, the biggest parts of it, but we had good depth, and we had Dave Bowen, you know, we, we had a solid team, man. 2010, man, it was a solid stacked team. So, I think it's going to take, it's going to take more than a couple elite prospects. You got to fill in the, you just got to find the right guys, like, I, like that Sammy Savoy, like, that I sorry, Sammy Savoy or whatever his name Savoy, is. Savoy, I think that's how you say it. He would be a great energy guy, like an Adam yeah. Burrish guy, good guy in the locker room. Uh, he's got a little offensive touch to him, and he'll he'll lay you out if you hold the puck too long. So, if you really think but, about it, man, if the Hawks can build it up from the ground the way that they are, all that they'll need to do is really just buy a goalie, which is yeah, it might, really it what you can it. do, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, if, if the there's Hawks one, their goalie last time. If yeah. there's one position that you can that you could do, that would be it. Because you just don't know when you draft the goalie, you don't know how that guy is going to do. You know, no. I mean, I'm not saying that you know what you're going to get with any other position. You know, but I think it's I think the goalie position is 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 a lot harder. Well, look back in the Hawks' history. I can only think of three goalies that they drafted that were just elite, and that's uh, Tony O. Eddie Belfour and Corey Tom Crawford. Hasek? <laughs> well, did they draft Hasek or you know they how did. did they? Yeah, they did in the yeah, tenth round, right? Him. They did draft him, and uh, Eddie beat him out. I think the Hawks made the right choice, and it was really cool to see him go head to head in 1999 <laughs> with two different teams in the Stanley Cup Final. <laughs> yeah, Dallas versus Buffalo. The Huge game! I thought a best goaltending duel I've ever oh, duel I've ever seen. Head. It was just great. Both of them were great. And you you look as a Hawks fan, like we had both of these guys at one time. Yeah, what the frick did we just do? <laughs> <laughs> what did we get for him? You know, uh, for Hashik, uh, we didn't get anything. Yeah, I, we got just a just a fucking kick in the teeth. Yeah. Uh, Belfour, we got Chris Terreri. And yeah, that's we got right. Chris Terreri, and I believe we got like this guy named Ulf Dallin <laughs> uh, from San Jose. And that was just in uh, the Sharks made a, you know, they made the trade for him, and he ends up going to Dallas in the summer anyway. So I loved his mask in uh, San Jose. Yeah, I thought his mask was great everywhere. He's yeah. just uh, he's it was like icon. that teal, you know, yeah. that teal and eagle man. I was like, oh man, that's yeah. sick. Not as There's sick no- as the red. There's no better, yes, there's no better than the red. The Hawks red was just gorgeous, man. Yeah, it was. All right, everybody. The Blackhawks' first game of the season is this Thursday, um, October 6th, against the Wild. Um, we'll see. <laughs> you know, hopefully it's not too rough. Hopefully not too rough for them. But uh, that is their first game. I, I'm, I'm excited for the season to start. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, I think Reichel's going to make the team. Um, I'm sorry, the first game for the Blackhawks is next Wednesday, October 12th, actually, uh, against the Avalanche. So they're going to stand there and watch the Avalanche uh, raise their banner. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know what? The, usually the, those teams come out flat, 
I mean, yeah, they do sitting there for an hour, but watch the Avalanche defy that. They'll be like, no, nah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna come out scoring like every shot. <laughs> I yeah. think it's gonna be a rough season for Mrazic. You know, and he was really good with the Hurricanes a couple seasons ago, and he was good with Detroit. He was good. Yeah, I was just gonna say he, him, and Jimmy Howard were holding the down the crease, and they did a good job. But it's just gonna be a lot different this year, and. I, I I feel for the goalies, but it, you know it's 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 gonna be rough, really rough. I think. So yeah, we got the Blackhawks preseason against the Wild Thursday, and then uh, preseason against the Blues Saturday. Both games at seven, and then the Blackhawks versus the Avalanche is at eight thirty next Wednesday. So we'll see how these last two games go. We'll break those down. You know, just kind of what happens. See if there's any line changes at all, and then we'll uh, we'll get geared up for the uh, for the season, right, Matt? Yeah, let's go. I'm ready. I'm I'm sick of hearing about this Bears shit all the time <laughs> from people. I'm just, I'm over it. Worst fan base in the city. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you have anything you want us to talk about, hit us up on Twitter at Shy Tomahawk, and we'll feature it on the show. Be sure to use our code Shy Tomahawk at Liquid IV for 50% off, um, even though we're leaving the these warmer season going into the colder season you still need to hydrate yourself so you get 15 percent off if you use our code link is in the notes and we'll see you on the next one this is a tomahawk and we're out of here